Welcome to the seventh episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merc, and I'm joined by my co-host, Wee Wee Man. How you doing, Wee Wee Man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, how was your week in Hearthstone, gamer? It was pretty good. Uh, I played some Undead Priest this week, and uh, I'm returning to the deck after playing like the first iteration of it, and uh, so getting more of a feel with like the swarm type stuff and i think it's really fun i've I've really been enjoying it without being too uh, subjective without the recency bias can you tell us if you enjoy this swarm variant or the the death rattle one more um i I think i like this one better really that's surprising because you like i remember when you played the death rattle you were like i just don't understand what's fun about playing a bunch of cheap dudes and you were really about like checkmating people with the shadowed spirit so what changed i i guess i just didn't realize how strong the the one drops were and you can still get in those scenarios like because you still have the shadowed spirit but uh i think it just makes it more dynamic having like that really strong early game and like the other one had like a decently strong early game it's just the swarm build is like crazy um which we'll get into in a little bit but yeah other than that i've been playing battlegrounds and i I got a i got a win today so that made me happy i'm like up to like four thousand which is probably like horrible but i'm happy about it hey it's higher than my rank is it doesn't seem horrible to me yeah i mean i'm just happy i won a game at the rank i was and got a bunch of SR. what was so what what hero what strat how'd you finish him off i played carol and i did i just went for dragons yo what's and, her hero power again i do not remember uh, it gives like one one to two minions uh at is first, it like free and then, yeah or no it's it costs one but um it like it, it goes up when you um it goes up like the amount of minions that it gives one one two goes up every time you upgrade your tavern but that was that was cool i i kept the uh i don't know its name but the one one dragon that gives you a dragon at the end of every three turns and i just didn't want to sell them at a certain point because i was just making them huge i i played so many buffs and just got into so many like that card is fun it's something rock fell something whelp something i don't know black something it's, black it's something whelp. whelp something rock yeah. <laughs> that card's fun i like that card its stats are so bad that card is like i feel you though like i never want to sell that card I know. even like when i'm looking at it and i just definitely know i should because i've got like a bunch of like tier three and tier fours and then like this lonely dragon but then i'm like i mean he does give me a random dragon in two turns <laughs> like i'll just get rid of him then yeah, exactly <laughs> And then the and then it goes around again. God. Um. But yeah. So that was my week in Hearthstone. And uh. uh yeah. How was your week with work? And like, uh, did you do anything fun this weekend? Yeah. So I I just I hung out with friends a lot because Megan's gone to her uh, bachelorette party. So uh, I just wanted to have some friends over, and we just. Just uh, wrote some music the first night, and uh, 
yeah, just hung out and played video games, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah we, we men chose physical friends over video games this weekend. It was, like, a, a shameful decision. Yeah, but to be fair, I was honestly, like, sad that I couldn't game. Like, I, like there was a part of me, like, I, I literally felt, like, 50-50 on it. It's just, like, can't really break real-life plans or, I, like, physical plans. But I was definitely sad that I couldn't game. Um, but how was your week in Hearthstone? Oh, my week in Hearthstone was good. I mainly... So I played lots of S Secret Mage, and Secret Mage took me from where Spooky Mage dragged me down last week. From I was about, like, 2k from Spooky Mage, and Secret Mage boosted me up to, like, just above 500. And then I, like, kind of just wanted to try some other stuff. And so I was like, oh, like, I forget what I played, honestly. It was, like, 3 or 4 a.m. after I'd played Overwatch and Street Fighter all night, and it was, like when my eyes are barely open, but I'm like, I'm like, alright, I don't have any energy left to game on my PC or on my PlayStation, but I can, like, gaze into my phone as, like, the, the my last 2% of life force drains away. <laughs> so, I don't, I literally don't remember. I think I played, I, I bought that, uh, thousand gold, um, frog king, uh, thrall skin that's in the shop, because that art was really funny. And so I think I played some Evolve Shaman and some Totem Shaman. Um, I played some Demon Hunter stuff. I think I played big. Uh, everything I played I lost with, though. Like, I and then I plummeted back down, and I'm at, like, 1,600 or so. But Secret Mage is, like, a really fun deck. You guys will hear more about that later. So there's, like, two variants, actually. There's, like, the full-on big secret Macho Man build that the Chads play. And then it runs, like, double counterspell, double objection, ice barrier, and... I think just those five secrets. Now I gotta consult my list. I feel like a fake secret mage player. No, it's those five. And so it's more big on the secrets. You run like Sketchy Stranger and other stuff too. I'll cover it more later. And then there's like a build on Vicious Syndicate where let me pull that up here real quick. I'm pretty sure it runs just two counter spells and just two objections. But I want to be certain about that. And. So that one's more based on, yeah, two counters, spell two objections. That one's more based on, like, cold case stuff. Um, and Cosmic Keyboard, Frozen Touch. Like, you win through that type of strategy as opposed to, you run Deathborn and Eggwin and stuff too. But I'm way more about, like, the secret life. Like, I want to play lots and lots of secrets. And then, like, you run Orion and all that fun stuff. So... A lot of fun with Secret Mage. Not much fun with anything else. Um, yeah, and just like lots of Street Fighter, lots of uh, Overwatch. Like I said, back on that Overwatch grind. Um, how how much yeah, are you much getting into it? Are you like, cause I mean, I'm not playing a ton, but like I'm like I'm like probably I might rank. Like I'm I'm I placed Diamond Two with support. I like went like five and five. I'm Diamond Two with support again, and then now I'm currently four and one. So. Okay. Well, that's so I'll probably get to diamond one, and if I get diamond one, I might care. Is that, is that like, game maybe not? Is that game only fun when you're climbing? No, it's fun when I'm playing with like like Terith and stuff. Just Terith though. Oh, so, so not me. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Oh. My friend needs to be masters to make the game enjoyable for me. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Such a <laughs> mercy, dude. I'm, I'm literally. Yeah, depressed. those words don't go together. <laughs> clutch mercy, dude. I've been such a clutch mercy. Damn, how about uh, so, how about life for you? How's life been? 
Mm, I don't remember. I think I went to DC some last week, and I went to DC today, and I'll be going there throughout the week for work. But, like, they make me wake up super early for it, because that's when the job site's open. So I'm like, I drank two monsters today, and that's why I have so much energy. Like, because I, I drank two monsters, so I'm very... Oh, very energetic, so... Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, I am got finished with work, uh, and ready to talk about some Hearthstone, so... With, uh, yeah, with that out of the way, you know what? what's in the news section? We never have a news section, really, but you know what's in the news? Are you talking about Twist? Yes! On June 27th, tomorrow, Twist drops, and... I am super hype. I'm a little bit sad because I used to be the dust all your wild cards guy because I used to be free to play. But then as soon as I really once I got to college, but honestly, like so much more so now that I have a full time job and I'm a big boy out of college. Like I used to be free to play, but now I buy everything. But so I used to dust all my stuff and I stopped dusting my stuff this year because I have my job for a full year. So I didn't dust anything from Baron's Alterac or whatever the other one or I don't remember what the third one was, but you know, the the the, the most recent wild year. And uh so I have a decent amount of the twist stuff because I had all of those standard cards, but I'm missing about like five or six sets. So I am really excited that they're doing those battle-ready decks, and I'm both excited and very, very, like, um, curious as to what those decks are going to be, because I know they said there's not going to be ten. I think they said, like, seven or eight or so, so there's not going to be one for every single class, so I'm curious if they, like, and with the no-neutral thing, too, like, the amount, like, I've seen that impact discover a lot from streamers where, like, there's one dragon and mage. Like, if you ever discover a dragon and mage, you're always finding the 8-cost uh, 412 that deals 4 every time you cast a spell. Or there's, like, I think there's, like, someone, there's another class with dragon synergies, I think Priest. And it's, like, there's four dragons in that are going to be in Priest. Because with all these neutrals gone, it's, like any discover effect is going to be so curated where it's like you can like it's like how it is now when you slam that uh the guitarist dude the abyssal bassist yeah. with an amalgam like but like it's like not even three discovers for some pools so i think that's really i'm both excited for all of these old cards to come back especially quests and hero cards which i both really like as well as i'm excited for um, just, like, new strategies with the fact that there's no neutrals. Because neutrals do make games feel similar, and, like, every game, as long as you're not facing the same deck now, is gonna feel, like, really different. Like, you're gonna feel like you're playing against a Shaman. Like, you're gonna feel like they're only gonna be playing, like, those cards, and that, like, gets me really excited. How about, how you feeling about it, Wee Wee Man? Yeah, no, that, that exact thing makes me very interested to play it like just the no neutral stuff and how like i just feel like every class like you said you're gonna like be like i don't know it's it's, it's gonna be weird it's like a bunch of like pure decks <laughs> yeah like dude speaking of that pure paladin uh pure paladin you weren't around for librams but pure paladin is gonna be like busted and twist because you're just gonna run all the good pure stuff right now and then there's some, like, really... There's this really good Paladin package called the Librams. I'm most excited for, like... I'm excited to have quests back and hero cards back, even though they just left, because, like, quests and hero cards are so fun. I'm excited to play Quest Demon Hunter and be a complete degenerate 
Uh, I wish. I um, got really excited about Ilganoth Demon Hunter because I was never able to play that in its heyday. But Ilganoth Demon Hunter was like you played this legendary Wee Wee Man that made Lifesteal damage your opponent instead of heal you. And then you would do a huge like spell damage, spell damage, and then just like hit them for 32 damage. Like hit minions for 32 damage Lifesteal. And then they just insta-die. But the neutrals that were spell boosters, or the, the spell booster minions were neutral cards. Oh, so, yeah. unfortunately, Elganoth Demon Hunter, at least in that form, is not going to be a playable deck. But I'm just excited to try everything yeah. out. You know that, you know that with, uh, you know that Demon Seed Warlock will probably be disgusting, so. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what's good with, you know what's good with Demon Seed Warlock, Wee Wee Man? You know what's good with the quest? Cards that make you deal progressively more fatigue damage to yourself while giving you a benefit and progressing your yes. quest. I, so, the fatigue cards are gonna be probably... I, I definitely see that being oh yeah. a deck in Twist. For sure. I'll, I'll definitely try that too, because I really liked the quest Warlock and... I'd forget what expansion. Oh, I'm not interested in trying it. I just think it's gonna be good. <laughs> Nah, and and I've I've already been like grinding, working on like making a burn shaman list, but nice. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, it's like I I don't know at all what to put in it, so it's pretty bad. But I'm running like a lot of overload stuff, and I'm using the whatever it's called, the pow the coin pouch, whatever that is. Um, overdraft. I'm gonna gonna have that in there um i definitely need to put in the um the overload gain mana crystals what is that one <coughs> um lightning bloom lightning bloom yeah i definitely need to put those in too i haven't been playing with those yet but you know what deck's definitely gonna be good quest shaman i've seen a lot of quest shaman lists that only run one to three costs it's just all these, like, one, two drop, three drop overload spells, like Serpent Shine Portal, uh, Novice Zapper, all your good overload stuff, and then, like, your cards that say overload on them but don't overload, like the one mana, two, one, discover an overload card from your deck, like, all that stuff, and then just, like, the quest package. I, yeah, you think that huge. You think that could be combined with your burn idea? Because those quest lists run, like, lightning bolts and overdrafts and stuff, and the goal is, like, you duplicate all your burn spells and then overdraft them and you run novice zapper and stuff do you think you yeah no i i definitely need to experiment with more of those cards too like the the newer ones but what are you not looking forward to in twist what do you not want to see back here's your cheat card if you can't think of something is just think of or actually i'll give you like, i'll give you like a minute what in uh boar priest be back Mm, boar's a neutral. Oh, boar's a neutral? Fuck. Mm. Okay. Um, hmm. Is there, uh, there going to be a poison rogue? Going oh, on? yeah, there's going to be a poison rogue. Oh, <laughs> I don't even think... Or, yeah, I was around for that. That was pretty terrible. You were. I would hit you. You would, like, think you got me, and then I'd be like, now I play my whole deck after being stealthed for two turns. Yeah, the stealth was so annoying. I'm not The stealth for two turns, and that you would stealth for two turns. The worst part is, it's not even like you were, they didn't get to attack you for two turns. 
not only you would you would scabs then the next turn and you'd send all their stuff back to their hand and some of the time just like make them burn cards and discard stuff hey wee wee man i got you know how horrible that was when they can you imagine or if you had it happen to you when they went cloak of shadows cloak of shadows scabs and didn't take damage for three turns do you think you think that how do you think that would feel it felt good how do you think it feels with shadow of demise and then they cast cloak of shadows a third time for one mana or no just a third time i don't <laughs> think shadow of demise doesn't make it cost one but oh, that's God. what's gonna happen so. yeah yeah I, it's gonna be it's gonna be so interesting i'm i'm yeah. very interested to see Me all these too. cards collide ew shadow of demise and cloak of shadows yeah yeah uh you know you're gonna it's like it's like it's like solid alibi but just like on crack it's like <laughs> yeah if solid alibi actually couldn't be interacted with there is like the rare case where you can deal spell damage or make them like fatigue and they would take more from cloak of shadows but like feel like solid alibi is worse in like 99 percent of cases so yeah twist very exciting very exciting um trying to think if there's anything else maybe like maybe overheal priest like works like i don't know like i'm trying to think of any cards that would make it work but like maybe Ooh, i i saw a um i saw an otk otk hadonis deck where you you know like the lifesteal dude that's never seen play or the overheal dude that like if you overheal him he deals five to a random enemy he's like the priest legendary from this set oh i've seen that actually yeah i have not ever seen it but anyway he um so the goal is around like turn five or six you'll have played uh three what is what sets that from i want to sound like the the pro podcasters where instead of just saying nazimani Bloodweaver, i'm like ah that's from the this set <laughs> and then the madness of the dark moon fair so three mana two five that after you cast a spell just it hits a random card in your hand that doesn't and just reduces it by one and i don't think it can hit zero costs like i'm i'm played this card a lot and i don't think it can hit zero costs so you'll you play this like Nazmani Bloodweaver, and then you'll just cast a bunch of like zero cost one cost spells, or like you have Radiant Elemental out, and you'll make your entire hand free basically, and then you play Hadonis, and then you all of your cards that you've made free, you put in like all of the priest like heal your minion spells because there's gonna be a ton from the last like ten sets, and then you just like deal forty to them. Like, what that it's one? Be interesting. I saw that one. That one. That one looked very, that very sounds, interesting. That sounds fun. That's something I would like to try. Some high APM skill testing deck. Yes. <laughs> All right, Wee Man. So very, I am very excited for twists, as I'm sure you all can tell. But I'm even more excited for Wee Man to tell me about Undead Priest. So yeah, Undead Priest is a really fun, fast-paced deck, and. Uh, you can see uh, on the HS replay if you go from like the going first and the on coin tabs that there's a huge difference in the um, low cost cards, um, the the top mulligan win rate cards. Uh, there, it's a significant difference. It's like ten percent with some cards. So that kind of shows how good this deck is like going fast uh i'm looking at diamond through legend but uh but yeah 
it, it's just such a strong deck when you're able to go like super fast. I've I found that some of my best hands I was able to play a Psychic Conjure on one, and then Shadow Ascendant on two is huge. But the beauty of this deck is like you're not really unhappy with anything because it curves really nicely. Like as long as you have one drops and like two drops, I feel like in your hand you're normally good. Um, but but yeah, overall it's it's definitely a very fast deck. Um, but it has it has a lot of I don't know. Would you call that reach, Private Merc? Like it can like go. Th like you can just yeah like if you like even if they get you off the board you got like routing necromancer and shadow on death and mind seer and mind eater bullshit but like honestly you see you you made a you made a point where you said you're not really unhappy with anything i'll have you know i played a game of this deck last night against our friend senko and i was on the coin and I, my mulligan was two bone flingers and two grave diggings and like I was like, wow, this is like the worst hand ever. And now I'm looking at the mulligan win rates on the coin in Diamond through Legend, and everything makes sense because like two bone flingers and two grave diggings, I was not happy with. <laughs> yeah, that that does sound bad. Yeah, like obviously you get hands like that sometimes, but I, I feel like it's it's hard to get a bad mulligan with this deck, and I think that's due to everything being cheaper, and it can. You know, if every minion is an undead, like if you just uh, get one to die, you get so many benefits from that. Like, like uh, grave digging is a huge card, and I think helps you mainly just with like maintaining steam and and being able to keep in the game, but. You, you generally, like, want to win, like, I, I feel like you want to uh, win on, like, turn five or six normally with this deck. But if you can't, like, I feel like Grave Digging helps there get you more, like, momentum back. The most annoying card in this deck is Undying Allies. Yeah, that, that card is busted. <laughs> that, that card is probably my favorite in the deck because it's just... It's so fun to play that and then just play, like, a bunch of undeads that get it. I, I don't know why that's fun to me, but... I yeah, I, compl I just complained about a hand last night, but I also had a hand last night on the coin. And, like, on turn... I think it was turn three? I think it was turn three or four where I went Arms Dealer, Shadow Ascendant, Foul Leg, and I may or may not have had a coin. And I had the Undying Allies, too. And I was like, this is crazy. It's like... Yeah. This deck is that Undying Allies card is ridiculous. Yeah, it really helps this deck out a lot. It's yeah. It's very interesting because the the deck I feel like just has a really rough time against anything with um with anything that can like survive, like I guess I guess yet again, uh Blood Death Knight and more so Control Priest, but like that—that's where this deck I feel like tends to not perform as well. Because obviously with Silence, like most of your stuff, you want Death Rattles, and if they're silencing your boards, it's pretty rough. But it's cool too because this deck, like, you're, it's not the end of the world if you get silenced, like. 
Like, it sucks, but it's not like... It's not like uh, a Chad Warlock or, or a Druid or a, a Druid... Um, a Chad Druid deck where, like, if you silence their Flesh Behemoth, they're just, like, gonna concede. Like, I, I just feel like that's more raw. Yeah, or the Whomper. Like, it... I feel like in this deck, it's not that big of a deal because it's like you can still play more guys and you can still buff more guys. Like the the um, cathedral is is really good. I feel like um, also with like maintaining steam, like like I feel like this deck it can like kick off so hard and then with the right cards, like especially grave digging, um, it, it it can kick off really hard and then you can just keep getting it bigger and bigger and your stuff is so cheap like your shadowed spirit is like the only thing like that's like the only thing in this deck where i'm like man i wish i could play that earlier than turn three but obviously that would be way too strong so but just <laughs> i can saying, see like, why you'd want to play that early man i wish this <laughs> card cost zero mana <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like everything else like i'm fine getting it the turn like like high cultist he's always always doing his job on turn five like um like i wouldn't i wouldn't like need to play him like pass that. like i just feel like this deck curves so nicely and it's, it's don't really you miss good, him on like turn four though yeah when but, you turn three undying allies shadowed spirit and they'd kill it and you'd trade the other one and then you'd play him on turn four and get two more shadowed spirits yeah no that was that was really good but but yeah, I think he's he. I think he's still good now. Like I've I've won games from playing him, and people just saying, "Well played." He doesn't look seating. fantastic statistically. Yeah, statistically but. he doesn't. But I I just think that's because like, like, you could play him like anytime. Like people probably draw him and can't really get any big plays, so they just like play him and or or maybe only resurrect a few things. But yeah, but like if it, if it like doesn't do that, that means it's like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, contrary to its stats, I I have seen it like do its job a lot like on turn 5 and I just feel like it's cuz you mainly want to be playing like a lot of early game like 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 one drop, two drop stuff. And I mean, he does have a better he does have a better win rate than Dark Bishop Benedictus. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's kind of insane. I I mean, yeah, I I would have thought this card would have been better, but um, it checks out because yeah, your your one drops are just really what win you the game because you're closing out games mainly, like especially against decks that um, are controlling like the board and stuff. I feel I like feel he was he was probably like statistically really good at four mana though. It's like he's yeah. still good enough to be in the deck, but this is surprising. Yeah, that he's so. I mean, he's not as bad as like Bone Flinger. I feel like like Bo I would throw away Bone Flinger before I'd throw away Basilev. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, where was I going with that? I was talking about the one drops. Um, yeah, that's how you win the game with them. And yeah, and um, Psychic Conjure, I think, is my favorite one drop uh, to see in the mulligan because I feel like that card just helps just you. Just play Control Priest. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. 
I don't know, like, why, like, because it, it varies so much what you get. Like, it's not like the card that you're getting is very good, but sometimes it's, like, really good. And when that happens, it's, like, I, I don't know. I think it's fun. That's the like, I, It's just, like, I'm not you. saying it's the best, but, <laughs> yeah, I think it's my favorite, like, one to have. Because also, it's, like, just, like, after the battle cry, it's just a one-two. Yeah. And it's, like, you could... You could still attack with that on turn two, but it's like a foul egg. You, like, I would rather play that later on when I could, like, Shadow Ascendant or play it after an Arms Dealer. Because I just, I, I I don't know. Like, I feel like this deck is literally that, like, it wants to be so fast. Like, you'd rather play the Psychic Conjurer than the foul egg. Psychic Conjurer is nice into the Shadow Ascendant, too. I still feel like I personally would rather play the egg. If really? if I have either the Shadow Ascendant or the Arms Dealer or the Banshee, like if I don't have any of those, I would rather have the Psychic Conjurer. Interesting. So like, do you not think like, because like I, I always think like it, it like you're gonna be playing that stuff for like the first few turns anyway. So I always just think like to wait, like not necessarily wait all the time for like a Shadow Ascendant or an Arms Dealer, but just like play my phallic like later just because it's a zero attack like i don't know yeah no that's fair and either way it works like if you play it eventually like you can cathedral it or something or they're gonna kill it like it's not like you you can play it whenever but like right i don't know i feel like but i feel like i also probably might not keep shadow or the psychic conjurer in the mulligan i feel like it's more of like a a value card i definitely second with you on like it's fun factor but like it's not it's it's health is bigger than its attack and shadow priest doesn't shadow priest probably wants more attack because it is a value card and you could get something nutty but i feel like it's better to get something nutty like later if you're gonna get something nutty like you want to play that later not like you don't want it to be like your opening play but that's also just my opinion i didn't play the undead priest that's just what I so. feel like I'd go for. I mean, maybe that's the thing holding me back. Like, I'm still not legend yet, so I don't know. Maybe me, my devotion to Psychic Conjurer. <laughs> it is fun. It's me. a fun card. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I do see what you're saying now with, like, waiting to get something more valuable. Like, Because yeah, if you get something so. Giga, like, if you get something Giga, it's probably not going to be something you're playing on turn two. Like, you could get something nutty on turn two. Like, it's possible. Like, I don't even okay. know. What would that be? Like, I have I have one instance, I feel like, with this deck, where I played against another aggressive deck. It was, like, um, was that Face Hunter with, like, the bananas and the... Yeah, yeah, that would be, like, or, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it didn't I got, like, hound. a... It might have played Hound later on. I don't know. Um, I just remember... I don't, I don't even think it got that late, actually, so I couldn't know, like... I, I pretty much just stole the um, barrel of monkeys, and ooh, and hunter cannot deal with, unless they have hound. But yeah, so that was my turn one get with psychic conjure. So like, I guess it's probably like a dirt, like probably not as much of a dirty rat situation. Even but then, like, if if I, I feel like, did you get the cathedral? Cathedral into the barrel of monkeys would be giga. Um, I th I probably had a cathedral. That would have been a huge point. turn three. Because I was I, I was getting my board pretty big and like he was That's trying so playing stuff, so so yeah, that was cool. But yeah, I think for the most part, like 
I don't know. It probably would be better to play it later, but this deck does want to go so fast. That's what's hard. It's like it's literally such a fast deck, and I I like winning games like on turn five and six, like when I can just like shadow word on death or rotting necromancer and close the game out. Um, it looks like people yeah. play arms dealer the earliest, and then foul leg, and then psychic conjurer, and then banshee. So, like, I can see it. Like, Psychic Conjure, maybe. Because, like, I guess, like, if you're term wanting out, like, a Banshee in passing, if they're, like, any one damage class, like, I can see why you might yeah. save the Banshee. So. Yeah, that's what I normally do. But if you have the yeah. coin, even, like, I would, you could, like, coin, and, like, I don't know. But I can, yeah. I definitely see playing the Egg or the Arms Dealer first over the Conjure. But. I feel like. I feel like opening with the coin isn't so bad, too, in this deck sometimes. Like, if you really get crazy stuff. Or, or even coining on, like, turn two. Not necessarily, like, turn one. But I feel like this No, if you have coining, you don't, you don't coin on Dying Allies, Arms Dealer, Banshee, or Arms Dealer, Foul Egg. Like, what are you doing? Well... If you don't go first, you're you have a ten percent chance more of losing. So, yeah, that's what I like in my <laughs> decks. I like some polarity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty awful. I can I can I can attest to that because like I was definitely winning more games when I went first than second. That's like so. actually crazy though. You're legit going to like the slot machines. Because it's actually, like, it's, like, not, it, it's, like, a coin toss if you're going second. Like, you might win, you might not. But if you're going first, it's, like, I guess it's not really the lottery then. The house is losing. You're winning. Like. <laughs> yeah, because overall it's still a high win rate. But, but yeah, it's, that's weird that it's like that. Um, it's very interesting. Um, so, yeah, uh, going over kind of, like, some of the matchups and just looking um shaman i can attest uh to the 38 percent win rate against and i'm looking at diamond three legend here uh but the 38 percent win rate against evolve shaman stick has i can attest to that i've played games it, it's really rough just because of the evolve aspect of it like even if you get a really huge board with um your shadowed spirits they're just gonna like transform them and all oh, with the primordial every, wave yeah so it's like it's just it's pretty rough uh and i think i i lost the only games i think i only played like two games against evolve shaman but i lost those so i see something interesting here i see the three control decks and i'm like i look for the three well the three viable control decks and I see Relic Demon Hunter, Blood Decay, and Control Priest. So you lose to Blood Decay by 5%. You're like even with Relic Demon Hunter, and then you beat Control Priest by like 5%. Is you, do you have like a. Do you, is there a reason for this? That like what makes like Relic DH like 50 And like why are you. Is Blood Decay winning, and why is Control Priest losing? Um. I think with Blood Decay the the amount of like healing they have can just really like make it like hard it just makes it hard for you to close out games how you normally would i guess like even with priests being at like 35 it's 
it's still not as bad, obviously, as like a blood decay at a higher health total. And their removal and um, they're just infinite board clears. Like, I just think it, blood con or yeah, blood control's ability to like maintain or like make sure the other person's boards in check. Like, I think because of that, they they just they perform really well against the deck. But I feel like blood boil and corpse explosion too. It's like blood boil heals them for a ton while killing your stuff, and then corpse explosion will like clear out any of your reborn or like your foul egg death rattles or anything like that. So I feel like they're like priest has silence, yeah, but like also priest would have to like shard and then like pop you like the harmonic or dissonant pop. So it's like blood decay like makes themselves feel better while also destroying your will to continue playing that match. And then like control priest like control priest has answers, but they're like pretty like you know, like, alright, he might have Queen of the Sea and he might have, like, Harmonic Dissonant Pop and Whirlpool, but, like, you know those turns, and, like, if the best he's got is Clean the Scene, like, you can get under them from turns 1 to 4, maybe? Like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, you can, for sure. That, that Like, earlier I said more so for Control Priest being, like, a rough matchup, and that was just, like, personal experience. I want to point that out, because yeah, I don't want anyone to think that was, like, a statistic i was talking about because like on hs replay diamond through legend it is a higher win rate so you should be winning those but um i think in my experience i just i did experience a lot of silence and that did make it rough and like removals and behemoths like when they're healing like when they're healing a lot like once they get the behemoth out and like all the other ways they heal their hero power and stuff like at that point, it gets hard to win as an undead priest, but um, I think that's just me playing bad and also, like, just just some luck, but mostly me playing bad. But uh, I feel like the uh, the death rattle version used to beat blood. I remember with the the graveyard, the, the things you'd trade to resummon or death rattle dudes and, like, the... The Shadow Spear like, and the Haunting Nightmare. Like I, I feel like that was because it was more from like, yeah, like they had to clear your board, and and now with the with that package, it's like even like they they have they still have to clear your board, but when they do it, they're gonna be taking all this damage. I think that helps so much. I bet that Death Rattle like, package was. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I bet that Death Rattle package was. Um, do you think it was worse against Priest? Because <laughs> it was better against Blood Decay because it went longer, but Priest, you said it's good if you get under them, but, like, if you're, like, making continuous boards against Priest, they might be able to answer that better. So that's funny. Like, I don't know if that's yeah. what would happen, but help the Blood Decay control Priest Needle. I feel like, I feel like because this deck goes, like, faster with the one-drops, it's better against Priest because I feel like Priest is a deck where as long as, like, you can kill them pretty fast. Like they're they're generally not going to be able to outheal your damage or like play it, play um, a sufficient amount of board clears to to deal with your boards. So I think the speed of this one, like the one ones, really make it good against priests. But I think at the same time, Blood Death Knight has better utilities for like early game removal. So it's like. 
they're they're just able to like negate that while healing and then at the same like and then on turn six they play a no muncher and it's like hmm like if they'd come out and no muncher like a mind eater or something like uh, any of your undeads like it sucks like because it's not killing it's not trading with a no muncher probably unless you buffed it so he's still gonna have a no muncher out and he's healing for what is it 10 or but they're five attack yeah so it, it's just it's just uh how the decks play and i th i think like if you want a good chance against uh, dead uh, or death knight with this deck i would say you'd you'd want to like like care about your early game but i think mainly what you need is like a shadowed spirit with a um undying allies like while being able to do your other stuff like high cultist basilef um i think you just want to like get a bunch of damage that way and then eventually play into your your um, Shadow Word Undeaths and um, your Necromancers. So if you can play all that stuff um, kind of mid-game, like your Shadowed Spirits, your Minions, your Cathedral, just like trying to get them down as much. And then by the time they start um, clearing board a lot and, you know, by the time they play No Muncher, like turn six, that's when you'd probably need to pivot to your um, off-board damage and uh yeah if if it goes longer than that then i think that's probably the point you lose with undead priest because after after you're chipping them down so many times with necromancers and un undeaths which you only have two of each in your deck so like yeah once they start healing and clearing your board and that's all you have you're not going to be able to get uh, get them down to zero and with priests uh, like we said before just go fast and um, mage is also the same thing you just go fast uh, like mage is a pretty easy matchup when I played it just because I feel like it's I don't know it, I, I, I just feel like it's a slow relic DH I don't know if I played any to be honest oh that checks out so, uh, I'm trying to think of what other decks I played against. Um, oh, I played against some, some, some Chad Druids. Um, and that one was also pretty easy for me. Uh, it's, it says here on the stats that it's 48%, so it's a little low. But I was able to, uh, get some pretty nutty hands against the Chad Druid with, like, the early game stuff. So... I feel like if you can... You mean they didn't draw Whomper? That's what you're telling me? There was a game where they... They drawed Whomper, but I still won. Because it was a... They played it by the time that I had already chipped them down enough. And then, like, I was able to win with off-board damage. So that's, like, another deck. You just want to go fast. But if you somehow can't go fast enough, like... If they get the Lifesteal Mosher, here. you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Lifesteal Mosher is rough. You're done. <laughs> get out, leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I played Paladins, oddly enough. Like, that's so weird to me, because Paladin was, like, the most popular deck in my... Um, it my lost a lot of players range. after the nerfs, but I think it's still fine. 
Yeah, I think, I th yeah, I think it's fine. Why are there Naga Mage stats on my HS replay? Why does HS replay have to give me hope? It always shows me like 300 game sample size Naga Mage games with like above a 50% win rate, and I'm like, I have hope. <laughs> it's like, no. Literally, yeah. there was a tweet I saw about it. Someone was like, in this new optimized deck list, by the time it's turn four, you have a 50% chance to have drawn Spite Lash Siren. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that is what, you know, like, I, that's what makes the deck so good, but like, yeah, uh, the pe just, people's love for it. It's so sad when you don't draw the Siren. Yeah. My first ever defeat on matchup mashup. Heinous, heinous. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, so I think I talked about um, pretty much everything uh, that needs to be talked about with this deck. Um, well, I would talk about my deck, but I can't because it's a secret. <laughs> legit. What, what kind of secret? Um, um, mm, it's objection. No. <laughs> it's always objection. <laughs> <laughs> secret mage secret mage is so fun so as i said earlier i'm playing like the heavy secret variant um this deck is kind of like it kind of all depends honestly which is why i like it so much like it it can just be like a costume singer into like anonymous informant and then like on turn three you play two secrets because you're anonymous informant with one cost zero and then you play a three cost and then you play like two contract conjurers like i've had that happen before like i've done that line that that is like you can be you can be an aggro deck contract conjurer gives me like null vibes where you're reducing it by like i don't know not as much as null actually but i don't know kind of does it's a big boy but um so, or you can have I beat a Control Priest because I kept uh, Infinitize the Maxitude in my starting hand, and we got to, like, turn 13, and I had just been finaleing it because I was like, I'm just going to just, like, keep getting spells, and he, I won that game because, like, you can just, you can also do that. And, like, what's good about doing that route is you can, like, you can play around your opponent's things. You're like, okay, well, I know the priest, like, on, like, turn six, I can kind of develop a board, and then on turn five, I'll play this counter spell. And then if he tries to harmonic dissonant pop, or, like, or you could do it to avoid the clean the scene. You can just, like, you can play around, like, two specific ones that come to mind. One specific one is against Relic DH. I'd always save counter spell for going into their turn six and then you play it and then the relic dh they're in a position especially if they have ult out where like those relic dhs are so greedy like look at the deck they're playing you know they're greedy and they're like i can i can it's probably not counter spell and i've won games because they do it like it's happened like more than a few times like not a few, like three or four times where they'll go for it and you just win the game you just win the game so you being able to use objection and counter spell if you like have knowledge of your opponent's deck like another one that i didn't encounter that much but like you could objection into a pure paladin's pure raider turn or uh ooh, i objection objectioning against the hunter going to their turn six is really big because especially if you've been going the more aggressive route because you'll have dealt a lot of damage maybe there are a few frozen touches like some burn damage away and you just play that objection so you deny them that chance to heal and you can finish them off with like discovered burn through like a uh, vast wisdom or anything like that to just finish the job so 
yeah, a lot of ways you can play this deck. That's why I like it so much, and I love Secrets. Secrets are so fun. So my favorite cards in this deck... I really like Vast Wisdom. I like all the secret stuff, honestly. So Sketchy Stranger, being able to discover a random secret from any other class. I'll be honest, there's a lot of bad rogue secrets. Like, whenever it shows me the ambush or whatever, the return a dude to your hand, it costs two less. Like, I'm sure there's a use for it. Like, I guess I could take ambush and only play Orion, and then, then, then I don't know. That's, like, not good. He doesn't even get the thing, because he's dead. Yeah, or I guess then you'd have a two-mana Orion. I don't know. I feel like Objection's not very good, but I tried quite a few of the Rogue ones. Plagiarize was good one game. I don't exactly remember the context. Apologies, but I remember playing Plagiarize and getting a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, I think there's that uh, Patient, the new Hunter secret, where your opponent ends their turn with no mana, you get a random three cost, and then you can attack with it during your turn. That one's pretty good if you're going the more aggressive route. But Sweet. yeah, what's your, what's your uh, go-to like in certain matchups? Like, do you like to go longer against uh, like aggro decks? Like, how does that game st plan look like, or or do you just try to out aggro them? Or so spectral trainee is a really fat card in this deck. So spectral trainee is the three mana undead. After you cast a spell, deal one damage to all enemies. So it kind of yeah. just depends if I like. If I get Costume Singer, I'm playing Costume Singer on turn one. I don't care if you're Demon Hunter or, like, whatever. If you have a dude out, like, I'm playing Costume Singer. I am drawing a secret from my deck. So, you, like, I feel like you want to be proactive with this deck. But if you're in a situation where you're, like, aware, like, against a Control Priest or a Blood DK, like, you're not gonna deal 35 damage to them with your minions. Unless you're crazy and get out, like, two Contract Conjurers on turn three, and they they don't have any answers like you might be able to do it that way but other than that you're gonna need to go for a more like value-based approach so the spell discovers in this deck like vast wisdom vast wisdom is really useful where you can get stuff like rewind you can get like another infinitize the maxitude where if you need to go for like the more value-based plays but what i found myself doing with vast wisdom far more is I'll take a three cost, or I'll take a secret, and then I'll take like any one cost spell. Like, I don't care. It's if it's give me the one, two, or three cost elementals, if it's freeze a minion, destroy it if it's frozen, if it's flame, the flame thing, like, I will take any one cost so that I can just play a secret for one mana. Because if I have any synergies out, like Spectral Trainee, Orion, Chatty Bartender, uh, like, anything like that, if I have any of those synergies on board, like, I just want to play, and another secret, like, it could be a one mana, like, explosive runes, it could be a one mana objection, counterspell, even if it's one of the bad, well, even if it's the, the visions, whatever that one is, the th haunting visions, or something like that, it's the, it's not haunting visions, it's the one where an enemy hits you and it create a copy and attack them, that one's, like, not good, because they're just gonna play around it as soon as they know what it is, it's like I've never had that spell or that secret do good things for me. And then Ice Barrier, so those are all the secrets, but... It sounds like it's pretty strong against, like, anything that's fast. I don't know, that's... It's, it, like, it tough. It seems strong. It's tough, because, like, um... Let's look at the statistics. Because it's, like, that effect is really strong, but it's a 3-mana 1-4, so you can never just play it as the body and expect it to do anything. And, like, three mana plus more stuff is, like, five or so mana, unless you have the coin. And, like, that's, like, 
it's like clean the scene territory. That's like the like you like the Agrodeck could have done a lot by then. True. But let's look at matchups. Um, we lose to Unholy. We lose to Undead Priest by a lot. <laughs> and we lose to Totem Shaman. And we beat Pure Paladin, but barely. And we lose to Frosty K. So it seems like we do not beat, like, any aggro. We tie with Pure Paladin. We beat, like, it looks like we beat Attrition. So we beat Control Priest, Thaddeus Warlock, Thaddeus Druid, Blood DK. We tie with, we beat Enrage Warrior. Hmm. How did the Thaddeus Druid games look like for you? I'm curious um, how played out. Discovers are, like, big in this matchup, because you're probably not... So, like, always, of course, you're playing Objection into their turn five, which I would always do, and they would sometimes throw a Whomper, because, like, they have to. And also, like, pull up a Thaddeus Druid list. Like, they don't really have that many minions to just, like, Cavalier toss away. Like, they have, like... They do have, like, the Attorney at Maul and the Fanboys, but if they don't have the Attorney at Maul or the Fanboys, like, or the Astalor... Or the Finley. So I guess it's... They have six that are less than four mana. So if they don't have one of those six, and they'll probably have... I don't know, actually. That's, like, kind of a decent amount. They didn't used to run the fanboys, so it was less. But even then, I've had them have to throw away Widow Bloom Seeds, man. I've had that happen before. And, like, Whomper, sometimes they just gotta go for it. Cause you gotta go for it. And... Yeah, so... And then also just discover... Like, discover Polymorph Jellyfish to kill their Thaddeus. Discover Reverberations and make a copy of their Thaddeus. Like, you can, like, you know what that deck's gonna do. So you can, like, plan a pro... You, like, you really know what that deck's gonna do out of, like, most of the decks in the meta. Like, it's very clear what that deck is gonna try to do. <laughs> it's like... So, so you can... The secrets are more beneficial then. Like, if they're big, big brain and they know that you're Secret Mage in their second, like, they'll hold the coin, they'll hold Innervate, they'll hold, uh... The Zero Mana one where the Druid's a seal and he's diving for treasure. And, like... But, like, you just pick Minion. You just, like, get Objection out there. And, like, especially in their turn five. And, like, sometimes they will just go for a spell because they don't have any of those things. And counter spells good and... They don't have great early board presence, so you can get your board developed, and they can't really do a ton about it, especially if you get the, the Contract Conjurer. Contract Conjurer is fat against Druid, so. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, Secret Mage is just so fun. Like, there is the other version, like I said. It just seems like Burn, Burn Mage, though, but you run four secrets. Like, that's not Secret Mage. I need my secret mage to be running like all of these cards have you ever that have gone the word the, secret. Huh? Have you ever have you ever gone down the burn route with this deck to lethal someone or? Oh yeah, a lot. You a lot like I not a, like a giga amount, but I've taken Queen Ashara's weapon and burned them down with frozen touches and uh, arcane bolts from the arcane worms, like and then and so infinitize. Fun. Infinitize reduces your stuff. So like, even if you get like a two mana and like make it one or like a lot of the times, if I'm looking to burn my opponent, I'll just infinitize and like take like the flame guys or the one. You just get like a zero cost spell if you if you have the weapon and like that's two more damage. Like, yeah. So yeah, a lot Huge. of ways to go bad. I feel like Queen Ashara in this deck is just like actually not that good. Maybe that's, that's just my personal experience because it looks like if you play Queen Ashara, you probably like got a decent chance of winning statistically at least. 
But I feel like every time I was playing Queen of Shara, it was like, turn 5, it's too late. Like, I'm getting, like, aggro down, and I'm playing a 5-5. Or, it's like, most of the, like, I couldn't take the, we if it wasn't the weapon, like, against, like, a control deck, like, I just don't have enough damage to burn them down, or the Colossal would just get removed, or, like, even against the aggro, there's, like, a lot of Colossals that aren't great. Like, I got Nelly against a Spooky Mage with, like, five Skeletons, and it was, it's like, I, you just didn't, yeah. they just traded, and then they reverberationed my Nelly's butt and got three Pirates, and I left the game. So. But, yeah. I'm curious about other secrets in this deck. I feel like it would just be so greedy, but I kind of want to put more secrets in it. I see why it doesn't have more. I feel like Explosive Runes is good, and I feel like if you put secrets in your deck, especially, like, if people, it's like the ultimate, like, secret tech, where you put secrets in your deck that just aren't run by any net decks, because there's no way they're playing that secret, so they won't play around it. It's like the That's ultimate true. secret gameplay. It's the most secretive choice you could make. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly huge. You should try that. You should play it with, like, random mage spells. I'm such a dirty mage guy, though. I did spooky mage last week, and now I'm going to do secret mage this week. Mage is just a fun class to me. The discover... I infinitized the maxitude made this boosted mage's fun rate, like, a decent margin. Yeah. For sure. Mage is already fun. Vast Wisdom is a very fun card, too. And I will yeah. take any excuse to play Sketchy Stranger. Discovering Secrets, like, that's a good time. I will say it is, like, notable, like, how much we miss the ability of being able to discover one-cost Paladin Secrets, even if they're trashed, but just because they're one-cost and we could synergize, like, with them. And, like, the a lot of the two-mana rogue secrets are not great, but I'm still, like, normally taking something off Sketchy Stranger that I'm not depressed about. Perjury's really good. Perjury's a really good one because it's not going to go away, and you can guaranteed next turn just play a Chatty Bartender or uh, reduce reduced Contract Conjurer. So Perjury's a really good one to get off Sketchy Stranger. Sick. What are your thoughts on this deck? Do you think you could see yourself enjoying Secret Mage? I do. I, I think it it would be a, a very different deck for me to track. I've actually, out of like all of the archetypes, I feel like Secret... Or wait, I, I guess I can't say that. Quest Hunter was... Or no, that didn't have... It ran the it runs if you were playing Ranathal Quest Hunter it had the Dun Balder Bunker package <laughs> with all the secrets. The okay. the thing that was draw a secret, it costs one less. Yeah. I might have played a little bit of that, but yeah, I feel like it would be tough for me to figure out at first, but it seems strong, like it seems very strong against aggro with the spectral trainee. And then it just seems fun how like you can use Infinitize all the time. It's cool that you get to play Astalore. It's also super cool you get to play Queen Azara uh, because I, I feel like I haven't played a deck in a while that runs her. But I think I think she's a super fun card. Like your deck, this deck is like eight percent better if you're going first. So whichever one <laughs> of us gets goes that coin flips and we get four cards, like we're gonna be like oh on our commentary like you're gonna be like, oh my god i can't believe i'm second and then the other person's <laughs> gonna be like yay so uh, 
That I sounds mean, like a balancing issue. Like, is that? Well, like... no, because like it's like it's it, it checks out because these like secret mage the mo the best thing you could do is play two se reduce like anonymous and form a secret and like like play two contract conjurers like on turn three like that's like the best thing this deck can do and that is really really aggressive so like and like you generally do want to be on the more great you're like the proactive gamer in this deck generally and so is undead priest and if you're the proactive gamer and you are a turn ahead of your opponent if they're the proactive gamer they're gonna have a harder time being proactive because you went first and if they're the reactive gamer other than the coin they're always a turn behind you so yeah thing that's yeah that's that's rough i hope i go first yeah no that's no me saying. me oh blessed oh. hearthstone hear my hear my prayer <laughs> we we man must falter in episode seven of matchup mashup no thank you i lost the last one right so I went what was the last on one oh uh, that was a long one you generated 301 amalgam bands and then yeah god that was so rough it's a good game though um so overall yeah. i think I really recommend Secret Mage, though, to anyone. It's a really enjoyable deck. I, I If you're... Who would I not recommend this to? I guess if you're an unholy DK gamer, like, if all you want to do is play minions, you've got a lot of decks to do that. Go play Unholy or go play Totem Shaman or Evolve Shaman. Just play a bunch of minions and make them big. But if you want, like, the minion spell balance gameplay, where, like, you want to be playing minions, then you want to be playing spells that, like, either plan around your minions or like your game plan or plan around countering their plays because you're not going to just win through your dudes they're gonna have stuff because they're a deck and they're gonna play the best possible thing they can play so if you know your opponent's deck really well and can either counter spell or objection that and while like keeping your board developed and like keeping just hitting them for a little bit every turn uh that's like like the strategy you're going for and sometimes you'll just blow them out <laughs> like sometimes you'll just get make a giga board or like chatty bartender's nothing to laugh about you pl the turn you're playing that you probably have a secret out so it's two to everything including their face if they don't immediately answer it it's like four and two more to their face like chatty bartender if it sticks for two turns you're dealing like eight to them like ten to them it's chatty bartender is a strong card if they can't answer that yeah, no, this deck looks really good. For sure, every card does seem very strong. I I might have to try it out, to be honest. This is a special episode of Matchup Mashup where we play and then we play each other's decks. That would be fun, although I don't think I would do very good. But, but I think your I think your explanation of the deck may help me if we were to do that. Oh, actually, I take everything back. It was a little false. What you want to do is you want a hard mulligan for Queen Ajara and two chatty bartenders. That's literally what I was going to do. Wait. Oh, damn. Then you follow your <laughs> dreams. <laughs> God, so, uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about with this deck? or? I mean, Orion, I just wish Orion, I feel like... It's so hard to either get him out on turn four with a secret up or 
just like if you're playing on turn seven, it's probably against an attrition deck, or if it's an aggressive deck, they probably have board unless you're Giga and like you discovered a blizzard or something off of Infinitize. If you're huge, like maybe they don't have board, but they probably have board going into seven. So if you try to Orion and play any of your secrets, they're likely gonna have the ability to just trade into him. There have been games where I won, but if you win with Orion, you're winning on like turn five and you're hitting them for 21 damage and they're they're uh, orion can get so big so fast so if he does pop off he pops off but it's difficult it's difficult to get him to get him there in my experience other That's notable like cards in this deck feel like I'm looking at statistics because I'm curious. Statistics show that Archaeologist is really bad, and I guess I shouldn't be keeping that in my mulligan, because I always, I'm, I just thirst for the secrets, I guess, bro, because I'll, like, my optimal curve is Costume Singer into Archaeologist, because it's draw a secret and then draw a secret, but I guess you'd just rather turn to Curve into the Anonymous Informant, which definitely makes sense. It, it all tracks, it all tracks, just looking at the statistics now and taking them in, it, it all makes sense, it's not exactly what I was doing though, and anything I was keeping that I shouldn't have been, I keep sketchy strangers, I know that's wrong, and I'm not gonna stop, I see spectral trainee, I keep that a few times as well, but other than that, Smalligan looks on the par, costume singer, anonymous informer, contract conjurer, Arcane Worm. I'm interested, actually, to see how uh, good of a mulligan Infinitize is. That's surprising, because every other mage deck I've seen it in, the mulligan win rate is not good. It's like, you don't want Infinitizing your hand, but you keep it anyway, because it's fun. But it's actually, like, quite a good keep yeah, in Secret Mage. So that's, that's interesting. Very weird. Um, what's... What's it like uh, playing, like, a Nightcloak Sanctum? Because, like, it seems like this whole deck is so, like, it's synergized so well with, like, secrets. So I, I just feel like, is that just, like, is that is that good? Like, do you play that normally or just, like, aggro? It's, like, just fine. It's, if I draw Nightcloak Sanctum, it's, like, normally not great against aggro, because you can freeze one thing on turn three, and they'll probably have at least one other thing up, and then you're not going to get to do your skeleton how you want to do your skeleton, probably, but maybe, like, it just, I, my experience hasn't been great against aggro. It's also not great against control. It's, like, I'm not going to be complaining to use it on turn three, because against specific decks, maybe I don't want to counterspell or objection on turn three. If they have coins still, I don't want to just play counterspell because they're going to coin. And if they're a deck that I want to save my objection for, I want to save it. So I'm not going to be sad about playing a Nightcloak Sangdom on turn three. But compared to other mage decks I've played, Spooky Mage, it's really good to fend off aggression. Control Spooky Mage. And in Burn Mage, it's good for the same reason. Like, you can draw cards. And I, I feel like... Nightcloak Sanctum's pretty good in Burn Mage, and just uh, those type decks, but it's not it's not great here. I can see why it's probably one of the better things to do in the turn three slot that isn't a secret, but I'm, it may be worth it to just take them out and put in, like, two explosive runes, or two, uh, yeah, what's the other secret? I said it earlier. Just, oh, the, uh, no, no, not the one where you attack them and they make a copy. So yeah, like, or maybe another Ice Barrier. 
Because Nightcloak's Sanctum Ice Barrier are probably fulfilling similar purposes. Maybe you just would rather have the 8 armor and the secret trigger, so... I, I can see it. I mean, it's not... Nightlight Sanctum is... It's fine. It's well, fine. It's kind of weird not, that they're not running... I'm not sad. ...explosive runes. Instead. It's just, I guess, they decided that five... Whoever made this decided five secrets is, like, the optimal number for this, like, deck. Like, you don't want more, I suppose. Because if you have more, you're more likely to just draw secrets and not have minions to, like, actually play. Maybe I would guess is like what they decide, and like like if you put a bunch in, you might just draw secrets, and then that's it. Like like maybe that's what they're thinking. That's what I would assume. I could see more secrets though. Like I, I mean I'm a dirty guy. I just want to put like all <laughs> ten in. But hey, even the bad one, because like they're not gonna expect it. They're just not. <laughs> but oh my gosh, secret mage is a really fun time. So I definitely recommend it to anyone. And well. Wee Wee Man's gonna beat me now, cause Undead Priest is a forty sixty matchup. Oh so. God! And if I go first, that's gonna be really bad. Yeah, it's cause the way statistics works, you just add ten to me and you subtract ten yeah. to me. So I'd be thirty and you'd be seventy. Cause yep. that's, that's how it goes. Damn, that's kind of sad. That's how it. That's how it's gotta be for today. I'm sorry. No, it's fine, though, because I'm going to go first. And then you'll have a little more of a chance. Private Merc's point of view. All right. Oof. We got objection, objection, contract conjurer, client, chatty bartender. So, I think we want conjurer, and I think that's it. Chatty, chat, objection, objection. I think we just want the contract conjurer. Is the chatty not good? Chatty might be okay against the undead priest. Hmm. Nah. Just conjurer, probably. And we get Astalor Ice Barrier, Spectral Trainee. This is a bad hand. Huh. So we got Astalor Ice Barrier, Trainee, Conjurer. So we're gonna probably just have to turn one pass here. But we could turn to Astalor, turn three. Mm, we're gonna have to probably. This is tough. We got Astalor, Ice Barrier, Trainee, Conjurer, Objection, and he's played a Psychic Conjurer. It looks like he's just gonna hear Power Me, which would be ideal. I really hope that's what he does. Just have to see. So he plays a Banshee, and then he passes. So I'm just going to hear power the 1-2, and then hopefully, I mean, he's going to play something, but maybe we can Spectral Trainee next turn. I doubt it, though. Maybe he just hear powers, though. He Cathedrals. That's sad. And he buffs the one, the Psychic Conjurer, which is a good call. Now we're gonna, we drew an Arcanologist. I guess we just probably Objection here. We'll just Objection. This is tough though. Damn, he plays a Bone Flare and it gets Objectioned. He plays a Shadow Ascendant. This board is very large. So I'll play an Anonymous Informant and a Arcanologist. Sets me up. 
so that I can play two secrets next turn. Coin, Spectral Trainee. Hopefully clear his whole board and play a Conjurer, but we're going to be pretty low on health at that point. We just got to go for it anyway. So we did a big clear there with Spectral Trainee. We went Spectral Trainee and a coin into a free ice barrier into Infinitize the Maxitude. And that cleared his board. But we're down to seven life, which is a scary life total. Because he could have Undeath and just kill us here. Undeath and uh, the one cost spell. Said he Undying Allies. And then he bone flingers. Oh, and necromancers we lose. Yeah. Sad. Wee wee man's point of view. Alright, so we're going first. Let's go. And we got a psychic conjurer, a banshee, and a rotting necromancer, so let's say we're looking pretty good. I'm gonna do Psychic Conjurer here because I do not want to go to the late game against Mage. So I'm just going to take whatever he has now. And I got a Nightcloak Sanctum that's actually pretty big. Also, last turn I drew a Cathedral, and now on my turn again I'm drawing a Bone Flinger. So we could only use one mana and play the Banshee, or we could Hero Power to use all our mana. I don't want to play the Bone Flinger yet on turn two because obviously it's I, an undead hasn't died yet. So I think, man, this is really rough. I guess we're going into turn two. I'll Banshee and just hope he can't clear anything yet because next turn I would like to Cathedral so I can just buff something and go face, draw a card. So he's dealing one to my Psychic Conjurer. Okay. Ooh, that's good too. But he's probably going to kill something next turn. Okay, so I drew a Shadow Ascendant. Um, But I'm not going to play that yet. Or should I? It might be good to just... Mm. Now I'm going to play Cathedral here first. Because he's probably going to kill something. And then I can play Bone Flinger, Shadow Ascendant. Or Rotting Necromancer is good too. Um, So I'm going to buff my psychic conjurer with the cathedral and in turn and the cathedral drew me another shadow ascendant so i could literally play both of those next turn if i want to be huge private merc is thinking so he plays a secret that's probably gonna be Hmm. It's probably going to be an objection if I know Private Merc. So I think what I'll do is play a Bone Flinger just anyways. I'm not going to use my Undying Allies that I just drew because I would like to... If something gets objection, then only one Shadow Ascendant would get reborn, which would make me kind of sad. So I'm not going to do that here yet, but I'm going to play Bone Flinger. It gets objectioned. And then I'm going to play my Shadow Ascendant. And go face. Get him down to 19. 
So yeah, next turn, I would be happy to draw another undead just to do an undying allies turn. Um, I suspect he's going to play, hopefully not another objection, but he did play the, the anonymous informant, so he's probably going to cast a secret here. No, he did not. Interesting. So... I got an arms dealer. Hmm. I still want to save that on Dying Allies for some reason. Um, I'm going to play the Nightcloak Sanctum. I'm just going to freeze one of his minions. I'm going to buff my Shadow Ascendant with the Cathedral. And then I'm going to Hero Power his face and go face with the rest of it. So we're in a pretty good position right now with our 3-3 three, three skeleton that just got buffed from the Shadow Ascendant. And he plays the Spectral Trainee into a Vast Wisdom, so none of my stuff dies yet. Hoping the buff off of my... Oh, he plays Coin and another spell. Oof. Oh, man, and another spell. So he does clear board. Alright. So we might be able to win here. If I dredge a... Um, or oh shoot, he did cast a secret. Hmm. Well, I guess... If this... Okay, so I'm going to try to undying allies first to see if it's a spell. I could win here if it's a spell, so I don't care if it counterspells. Okay, so it's not... I'm going to play a Bone Flinger, which will probably get objected. It does not, so I think we win the game. After I play Necromancer and Dredge and Undead. Good game. Good game. Bad game. Bad I, hand. I got the luck. I got the luck going first. So. <laughs> My hand was horrible, but it was a good game. What do you think of the the um undead priest gameplay? The uh, I think you need to get back on Hearthstone. That gets buffed. Are we doing it? Yeah. Are we are we really doing or it? Or I would All just right. play after the podcast is over. And we could do another one for the podcast. See if you get coin. No, 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 no. I just want to beat you, not for the podcast. So do you know what decks you're gonna play next week? No, I'm I'm probably gonna drift around for a little bit. I would say that the deck I'm looking at the most is Enrage probably, because I've I've been interested in it, but I haven't been like last time I thought about it, I just played Menagerie Warrior. But so I'm interested in. I feel that. like you've said it a few times. I feel like I may have heard that out of you a couple of times. Yeah. So I definitely want to try it. I'd also try Evolve Shaman. Um, don't know if I'm interested in any Warlock decks. So so yeah, and I'm not really interested in playing a Death Knight deck. Uh, maybe Druid too. Might try Druid out. So yeah, what what decks are you thinking about trying? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Secret Rogue. Maybe. Um. I don't really know. 
I guess Thaddeus Druid, that deck seems so dull, though. It seems like you're just doing the same thing every single game. Nothing looks super appealing to me. I guess I'll probably try Outcast Demon Hunter, because I hear that's the best deck in the game, so. Heck yeah. Alright, well, as always, everyone, yeah. thanks for listening to the seventh episode of Matchup Mashup. We hope to see you back for next week. Wait, it's always the seventh episode? Eh.